Today, we are going to talk about organization. Everybody has their nice New Year's resolutions this time of year. And one of the ones for me is that I am going to make sure that I'm organized and in the ways that my kids are in God's word every day, that I'm talking to them about God diligently, that I'm investing in them in ways that are easy to adapt to my life. So we're going to talk about different ways to be organized and how we talk to our kids about God. Hi, this is Rebecca Messer, co-host for the Training Them Wisely podcast with our host, Renee Christensen. Renee speaks at church events and conferences, teaching parents and grandparents how to grow in their walk with the Lord while discipling their children and grandchildren because authentic, loving discipleship matters. Renee is a best-selling author of the book, Training Them Wisely, Discipling Kids, and has several new Bible study releases designed for your whole family to use together for family devotions, homeschool curriculum, or personal quiet times. These studies cover four age levels, preschool, kids, teens, and adults. Join us on Adventures Through the Bible with Bella, Benny, and Fluffy for your preschoolers discovering key truths in scripture. Your kids and teens will learn how to study the Bible verse by verse for themselves. Adults will dig into the same passages as their teens so the entire family can study together and engage in conversation with the discussion questions at the end of each chapter. We all know that prayer is so important. Renee's Bible study, Love to Pray, includes a prayer journal to teach and encourage your kids and grandkids to love to pray. Looking for a way to help your kids pay attention during the church service? Check out our new Sermon Notes for Kids which include portions for writers and pre-writers to take notes and draw pictures. It is colorful, fun, and will help your children engage with the sermon. Hey, everyone. So we're really excited today to talk to you, as Renee said in the intro, about mercy-filled plans and getting organized and going into the new year. And we're so excited to talk to you about this today because we've just spent the last month talking about Advent and giving you all all these ideas for how you can start that foundation and carry it into the new year. Because the goal with devotions in the quiet time is not just to do it in a season, but to to have that rhythm that just goes and is is ongoing. And so we're really excited to jump in with that with you today. And in a natural, easy way, because we want it to be something that you can remember to do and make it easy. So the first thing that we need to talk about, though, is ourselves, because we will not be able to disciple our children. We're not going to be able to teach them about God or the Bible unless we know those things ourselves. And Rebecca and I recorded a podcast, um, but I just don't have time for Bible study. And so I'm going to put a link to that one. It's actually was our most popular podcast so far. So, and in there, we give some tips about how we can make time to spend with God, because as moms and as dads, it's really important that we are spending daily time in God with God. And our children see that they watch it, they mimic it. They want to be like us and they see that it's important to us. So it's really important that we do that for ourselves as well. And it's really like in the podcast, it's such practical easy, simple things that we can implement because the whole point as we make these plans is the mercy filled part. Mm -hmm. Yes. Being very gracious to yourself as you're on this journey. Um, 
you're you're funny for this is in some of the recordings that are going to be coming out that Renee and I recorded, I was sick. Yes. Well, I was sick for three months. And I and had eight more inches of hair. So my hair will all of a sudden look like she it. chopped her hair. So, you know, we're just. <laughs> but as we've talked about it and just the realness of that mercy filled and the standard of perfection is one that's created in our own heads or it's something that man has created because all Jesus wants with us is fellowship. He yes. just wants to walk with us in our day. Yes. The good, the bad, and the ugly. And he wants and us so, to desire that. You yes, know, it's not that yes. it is it's not a checkbox that we are checking off. Oh, I spent my time with God. I did my verse a day. I did, you know what I mean? Like where it's just that, oh, I did it because I'm supposed to do it and had to do it. No, you want to spend time with God because you love him so much and desire to be with him. And we talk about that as well in that podcast. So today, though, we're going to talk about organization and spending time with your kids and pointing them towards God. But first, I wanted to kind of talk about some of the the reason that it's important. And one of the reasons it's important, I think, whenever you look at the book of Judges, Judges 2.10 says, after that whole generation that had been gathered to their fathers, another generation rose up who did not know the Lord or the works that he had done for Israel. So you had this generation who had literally seen God in a cloud, in the fire. They had seen these plagues that had come upon Egypt and then they died in the wilderness. And then their kids saw all of the different ways that God miraculously allowed them to go in and conquer the promised land. But they didn't tell their children because their children didn't know God and did not know the works he had done. They hadn't passed down those stories like they were supposed to do. And that as a result of that, when Judges ends in Judges 21, 25, it says, in those days, there was no king in Israel. Everyone did what was right in his own eyes. Now, God should have been their king. He had given them laws to obey. He had told them what to do. There were consequences for their actions either way. And these parents made the mistake of not sharing the, who the Lord was with them, not telling them the stories. And because of that, this was the result. It was crazy. If you read through the book of Judges, the different sins and just wild behavior that is going on. It was nuts. This is why it was, it was nuts. But it was all due to them not passing on. And um, I've been doing a lot of research on just kind of the philosophy of family and the responsibility that we have um, as we steward family, because children are not ours. Grandchildren are not ours. Um, we're stewarding them. We're giving them for a very short time. And we're to help shape them. And there's a verse in Joel chapter one, verse three, that says, tell ye your children of it and let your children tell their children yes. and their children, another generation. And it's that very generational impact. And we see this in the new Testament with um, Paul, when he's talking to Timothy. Yes. Because he doesn't actually address Timothy's faith first. He says that, he called to remembrance the, the faith that was in him that first dwelt in the grandmother Lois and then his mother Eunice and then Timothy. There is that generational. And so it's so exciting 
that we get to do that with our own kids. It is. It's very exciting. And if you're a first generation believer, it it starts with you. It does. Like you are that grandparent for the grandchildren that you're going to have one day. And we're, we need to, I, you know, I don't know of a better way to put this, but we need to play the long game, right? Yeah. It, it's, it's an investment. And when it talks about leaving an inheritance to your children and your children's children, it's that goodly heritage that yeah. comes from your time with the Lord, just like, so that you don't end up in the situation like judges. Yeah. And even if you're not a first time, even if you're not a first generation believer, if your parents did not teach you how to have a quiet time and model that for you, or did not have one yourselves, and you want to make sure that your children truly know God and know his word, you can start right then. You can start yeah. studying his word and learning about it. Um, Deuteronomy six. Do you want to read that for us, Rebecca? Yeah, this is one of my favorites. It says here, O Israel, the Lord, our God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul and with all your strength. These words I am commanding you today are to be upon your hearts. It is a command from God. He's commanding these words on our hearts. You shall teach them diligently to your children and speak of them when you sit at home, when you walk along the road, when you lie down, and when you get up. Tie them as reminders on your hands and bind them on your foreheads. Write them on the doorposts of your houses and on your gates. So this is what, this is instructions to parents that are supposed to tell their children what, what are they supposed to teach them? They're to teach them about who God is. There's one God that they are to love God with all of their soul, with all their strength, with all their heart. I said that is out of order, but, and when are they supposed to talk to them? Basically always, all the time, (laughs) all the time. Right. And this can be where you can get too much perfectionism, too much stress and lose your joy. But if you are reflecting on God and constantly talking to him in prayer, it's easy to add it in naturally. And that's how we want to be able to add that in naturally to our lives. Well, I think that was the same time with a plan. (laughs) Yeah. It's that same thing that you and I were talking about at the beginning of it. Just when you're meditating on God's word as the mom, Mm -hmm. it naturally spills out. It's not something that you're having to create because (laughs) between you and me, I don't really have any margin or time, especially as we're about to approach tax season, which is why we pre-recorded stuff. Um, I, I don't have the time to be creating a lot more things. The, the whole point of all of this is that it's that natural outflow. Yes. Of, and, it, and it's in your natural rhythm. So like my kids, when we're putting them to bed at night, I go through who loves them and that Jesus loves them most of all and more than anybody else and more than everybody else combined. But we also say Proverbs 3, 24, when thou liest down, thou shalt not be afraid. Yea, thou shalt lie down and thy sleep shall be sweet. Because my mom started this with me when I had nightmares as a little girl. And she was teaching me to depend on the Lord for safety while I slept. And I want to be able to pass that on to my own kids. And so, you know, as Deuteronomy says, when you're lying down, mm-hmm. it. It's not something that you're having to create a huge new thing. It's just that natural outflow. And that's what that's a great segue into the first thing I wanted to talk about. So there are routines that you do most every day in your life. What for you, you put your kids to bed at night. And so when y'all are putting your kids to bed at night, that can be a time that you can easily incorporate reading the Bible, quoting scripture, prayer, 
So think through your day. What events do you do together as a family? Do you eat together as a family at night? Do you get up in the morning and spend time together? Do you have a drive to school in the during the day? Do you have basketball practice? Because I know whenever you've got sports, it can be really crazy without a lot of time at home. But where are you with your kids and how are you spending that time? And how can you kind of redeem that time? Because there's things you're already doing in your day. And since you're already doing them in your day, if you attach another habit to it, then it can be something that's really easy. For instance, I always pray whenever I brush my teeth. That's something I started doing years ago. And so when I'm brushing my teeth, that's just a natural time that I spend time talking to God. When I walk down my hallway, it's the same thing. So where can you put those things in? And um, I did want to mention one thing that we do with our kids every night before they go to bed. They're actually up here. We're on. We're in different volumes, so I'm storing these up here. Um, but I do read the Bible to my kids. And I have these kids' Bibles, Bible and Stories. And they're accurate Bible stories that I read to my kids. And there's these questions at the end. Um, my littlest one, he can answer maybe one of them at this point. But he really is picking up on the story by seeing the pictures. He's very into the pictures right now. Yeah, and visual he, learning. The visual learning stage. My older ones are able to, my 10-year-old that I read it to, he can get all of them right away. And my eight-year-old can get most of them now. Um, but And what I love about that series, knows. especially with the questions, is the conversations that ensue. Yes. Because there's so many in there that have those life application springboards that you can choose to just kind of answer that mm -hmm. and then you move on. Or if you have more time, like if you're in the car and you've, you've read the story, the older ones read it to the younger ones or whatever, then you can engage in a conversation. Okay. So when, you know, Joseph did this in the Bible, what do you think caused him to do that? How is he trusting God? How is he, how is he honoring his family? How is he doing and there's, there's ways that you can engage in very natural conversations on the go yeah. in your already existing natural rhythm, where again, you're not having to create this whole new thing. You're not. And most people just, you know, especially whenever you have younger kids, you're reading to them. Just make sure that one of the things that you're reading to them is an accurate Bible. Um, and this is one that I highly recommend. We also use the Action Bible, but we have really started using this one mainly at this point. Um, and then another thing that you can do is play scripture songs or listen to scripture in the car. We have an animated musical live action Bible that's read with all these actors. And we'll listen to that in the vehicle. We used to Fun. do it all the time. We're doing more songs right now, but you know, cause you kind of ebb and flow with what you're doing. Um, so we're doing, well, we listen to a lot of adventures of Odyssey and patch the pirate where it's got those Bible based scenarios that kids and adults are facing and it's got music and it's got the story and it's got scripture and it teaches the kids how to or and even adults let's be honest <laughs> sometimes we need it that that simple um but it, it's helping show us how to apply god's truth in our lives and that is so important because you can know something but if you don't understand it or remember it then you're not really going to apply it and so it's, it's the little habits that, that start you can to really do to kind of redeem, redeem that time. Cause most people are driving somewhere during the day. So that's something that you can attach your habit together and redeem that time with God. Another thing is just to start family devotions. And these don't have to be perfect. They don't. One thing that I do is whenever I have my quiet time in the morning, I 
usually I have two or three takeaways that I bring to the table literally in the morning whenever I make breakfast for the kids and we sit down and eat together. I'll just say, I learned the neatest thing about God this morning. This is what I learned. Or I saw this situation in the Bible and I was thinking this is going to be the next time I face a situation like this, I should respond like this or not like that. And just, I mean, that, that. that is, that's a little family devotion that literally just comes from time that I spent in God's word. There's not any preparation, nothing like that. It doesn't have to be. Sometimes I think that we think they have to be so elaborate or so perfect, so planned that we can't do them. But if you've read it already for yourself, how easy is it just to slide in a few sentences about what well, you and family have a discussion? They can be a formal instruction time. They can. But we are not trying to recreate a sermon or a Sunday school lesson in family devotions. The point of family devotions is that bonding with the Lord and your family. Yeah. And, and, and that sharing of the truth and exhorting and encouraging one another on our spiritual journeys, that that's, that's the why it's, it's not to increase more pressure because that's straight from, that's not what God wants. No. And, but I do think that having a time we'd call ours family circle time, um, like the circle, the unbroken love, because, you know, I'm very, our family will love each other. They will know love. It was funny today. My kids pretty much were perfect the entire day. It was great. We went hiking. They got along so well. And I said, and I, um, I said, guys, I've been so impressed that there's been no fighting. Y'all just all been so happy and everything today. And from the back seat, my son, David started quoting first Corinthians 13. He's like, it's because love is patient. We're being patient and kind <laughs> Like this, that's awesome. But um, just you know, write that down. You had a perfect day. I know, really. That's that's a banner day. (laughs) Hold on to that one. There were two little squabbles, but they were like it was over like that. It was just it was a great day, and um, you know, you gotta love it when those happen because not every day is like that. But that's when I do my more um formal planning type of thing is during my family circle time, and that's something that doesn't. It changes throughout the year with how busy we are. It changes based on the season. It changes where we do it. But I do try to have a time where I set aside with my kids most days where we're able to concentrate on whatever it is we need to concentrate on. If it's a character like that we need to work on being more kind, being more patient. If it's a missionary biography, if it's reading through the Bible, we've read through the Bible several times during it. If it's memorizing a chapter in the Bible together as a family or a section in the Bible it doesn't have to be a chapter, but whatever it is, that's my more formal time. And whenever I started doing that, one and thing, even that- just in that, as I, you know, quickly insert in, even in what you just described, that was so many different approaches. Yes. But at any time it wasn't any one particular, like there are seasons in family circle, family, but whatever you all want to call it for yourselves. I just, I love Renee that that even in how you approach your family circle time, you're not locking in on it has to be and feel and look this way because there's so many ways for it to look. There are, and there's just different circumstances. There's times that there's things that are heavy on our heart. Whenever we had a really sick child and we spent our circle time literally on our knees praying together because that's what we needed to be doing during that time. And so it just depends on on the situation that's going on. And it can be anywhere because during garden season, whenever we worked on the farm, it was literally in the garden. Um, And because we're all sitting there picking peas, picking green beans, whatever we're doing together, 
and I have a captive audience for an hour. And that's whenever my children from listening to the Bible so much, they would stump me because they actually learned the genealogies. We would play the, who is it character in the Bible game? I'm sure that there's oh, a name for it, but yeah. they came up with that. Yeah. They, they always won. That's so fun. <laughs> it is fun. Yeah. They, they loved it. They loved that. They were so like, I think a big component too, with prayer. Okay. So prayer comes to mind as the topic. Um, that's a big component of family devotions, personal devotions, whatever. How, what are some ideas that we have to share about how do you get organized with what to pray, how to pray, when to pray? Like, how can we start to structure that in our lives? That is a great idea. I have a list at the back of my book that you can literally flip to of things that you can pray through daily for your kids and for your family. Um, I'm actually writing a book on it because I think it's really important, but how to structure it. I think modeling it for our children is important. It's why I pray whenever I walk down the hallway out loud, because I want them to hear me praying out loud. I think that just doing it together as a family is important. Um, cause they just, you get used to it then it's a natural way of talking and having a conversation. The more that you, I think really and truly prayer, you just have to pray. Does that make sense? Like get started. Yes. And I think one of the ideas that I really liked, I've heard you use it. I've heard a lot of people use it. It's, it's like scarily simple is you literally pull up your phone and you set alarms Yep. that say every 15 minutes I have mine go off. Yeah. And you just, you have something and you can put, because in most smartphones you can name the alarms. And so one of the things that I'm, hoping and planning to do for the upcoming year that we are now in we're going to be in by the time y'all follow me um is I want to label specific times to pray for things um there's a few people that I pray for at a specific time every day and there's somebody else usually that I'm praying with at that time so that there's two or three of us in agreement praying for the same person or praying for the same thing and so I love that. That's a great idea. Getting organized for prayer. It, it really can be just as simple as set an alarm on your phone. And when it says description, you put in my kids, yep. my husband, my church, my, my finances. If what, whatever it, it, doesn't, is you pray for. it doesn't have to be vague. It's good to get specific. Yep. And if you want for your kids, this is one yes. of my favorite things I've ever written. I love to pray. And in there, speaking of organization, I talk about how they went, how they approach God through the tabernacle. So it's like a tabernacle type prayer with how to approach God. And then also how Jesus prayed and then with examples of his prayers and then how he taught him to pray with the Lord's prayer. So that could, this would be a great resource. It's not a hard book. So if Mm -hmm. you need to get started and this is a way that you feel like hop, hop on the website, trainingwisely.com.org. Hop on the website and and order a copy. Yeah. And do it with your kids. Honestly, if you're not sure about how to pray, this is a, (laughs) it's a great book for you to learn how to pray too, and to be able to really extend your time in prayer. So we talked about the easy habits to slide it in. We talked about putting the alarm on your phone. The same thing if you want to start family devotions, because you can have these great ideas. I don't know if you're like this, where you get a great idea and you're like, oh, I'm going to do this. 
and you even write it out and everything. And then you plan it. And then two weeks later, you're like, oh my goodness, I haven't done that in two weeks that I had it all planned out. So just doing things like putting an alarm on your phone, writing it on your calendar, that can make a difference as well. Because there is a, you know, we say mercy filled plans, but there is also a discipline aspect to this where we need to discipline ourselves Mm -hmm. to do the hard thing. And whether you're a naturally organized person or you really struggle, start where you're at, ask the Lord to help you. Yes. And get an accountability partner, get somebody who's going to come alongside you and exhort and encourage you and, and, and really push through it with you because it's always easier to go to the gym with a buddy. (laughs) So find, find your, find your quiet time, devotional buddy, gym buddy, and learn how to discipline yourself, but from a place of mercy. Yes. And it's a really sweet place to be when you're journeying that way spiritually. Very much so. And then the last one, if you want to include some scripture memory, we're going to talk about how to organize that a little bit. Um, Obviously the easiest way to do it, I think is with music. That just requires no effort whatsoever. You just go in, you play your seeds, family worship, your whatever scripture music that you have. I play it while I'm cleaning. I play it while we do the dishes in the morning. I played it for my kids when I put them down for nap, when they go to bed, we play it when we're driving around. Honestly, I've listened to the song so much. I just start singing them throughout the day. (laughs) So, okay. Funny story on this. So everybody during Christmas time is quoting the passage in Luke that talks about there will be joy to all people. And it like starts in and all I can hear in my head is joy that will be for all people. Like that's all I see in my head is the seeds family and the motions and all that. So like it sticks. Yes, it does. You start hearing the scripture and then right there's the song. And most of Luke 2 was in there. And so, yes, every time that we get to the words, I've got the... The melody going through my head. <laughs> or anytime somebody will say, this is the day that the Lord has made. I just say, this is the day. Yep. This is <laughs> the day. Like, it just, it starts. And it's a, it's a fun, sweet way to hide God's word in your heart and live it out. It is. And easy to do. Because we, yeah, easy is helpful sometimes. So this last part that we wanted to talk with you guys about is something that Renee and I both, oh, I could tear up thinking about it and how precious this component is. But it's the idea of, as we walk into this new year, one of the biggest habits that we can do as mothers is blessing our kids. Yes. And speaking blessing over them, praying blessing over them. And the enemy wants to take us out as moms because of the the amazing place that we hold in influencing and shaping our kids and discipling them. But this is one of the ways that we can really stand in the gap for our kids. And um, I think you were going to share about Gideon, which was hilarious because my husband. I know, that was funny. (laughs) You were going to share about him and he's like, me or the Bible character. (laughs) And when I was in Gideon and uh, when I was in Gideon, when I was in Judges (laughs) reading through about Gideon and the angel of the Lord comes to him and he actually appears to him and says, the Lord is with you, a mighty man of valor. Mm. He told, said that to him when he was hiding in a wine press, beating out the wheat. And yet he still called him a mighty man of valor. 
when he was in hiding. When he was in hiding. And so I have been doing this a lot more for my children. Actually, while we were hiking today, because we hiked five miles today, it was so fun. As my kids, different ones have come beside me, I was saying these things to them because the truth is most of my children know God, they're believers in God, and I can speak to them of who they are because they have the fruit of the spirit in them. So they are kind. They are patient. Our family is a loving family. Our My son who can struggle with anxiety, he is courageous. And to be able to speak those things to them and to point out when they're doing these amazing, loving things, I want to, I want to encourage them because we're so quick. I feel like to tear our children and to correct them, which needs to happen. We have to correct, but I am trying really hard to go out of my way to speak truth over my children and to point out when they're doing good things, but also who they are in Christ to them. Because the truth is that once they have Jesus as their savior, they are heirs. They joint heirs. They become my sibling. My My child becomes my sibling. Exactly. They have an important place and they have the same promises that are made for us as adults when we're believers apply to our children who believe in Jesus. And so to speak those things over my children, because I think that we had this whole self-esteem build people, you know what I mean? Like this fake sense of building up your self-esteem versus but, you're a child of God. You're like, always, really? <laughs> some people in my life are like, just blow sunshine up their tail. And it was like this, just like, you're just giving people all this garbage that may or may not be actually true. But as believers, as Christians, we can, it's, it's not smoke. It's not, it, it's the truth. And we can speak these things over them. And I think of as a, very quickly on with both of my kids, when I observed their little personalities and I observed their, nat- their natural strengths, their natural weaknesses. Yeah. Um, for one of my kids, they can tend to be a little bit more nervous and gun shy. And so over them, I pray that they will know that um, God is with them. And he has commanded them to be strong and courageous because he will not leave them. He will not forsake them. And and this is a conversation. They hear me pray this for them. Another one of my kids, it's, they are feisty. They're, they're fiery. You probably hear them in the background trying to get in my, my room right now. And I just pray that they will love the Lord their God with all their heart, all their soul, all their mind, all their strength. Because when they surrender to the Lord, when they don't try to control their own will. I mean, that doesn't even work for adults. Um, as they surrender to the Lord, they're unstoppable. Mm-hmm. And it can be that simple. Find a verse, pray and ask God, Lord, what do you want me to pray over with my kids? Is it Micah 6, 8, that they'll walk humbly, that they'll love justice? What, what verse does he want you to pray over your kids? And then take two, three, four, five, six weeks, pray it over them, share it with them, encourage them that you see them doing that. Yeah. So this week, this is our encouragement to you. Look at your life 
Find a habit that you're already doing and insert next to it a habit that's going to be pointing your kids towards God, teaching him about him or her about God, teaching them about the Bible. Try to do some easy scripture memory if that's what God's calling you to do. Whatever it is, you don't have to do everything that we talked about. Pick one thing that's not overwhelming that you would love to do, that you would desire to do and do it with your kids and have a wonderful year. And to circle right back, sorry to jump in and tack on the end, to jump all the way back, it's a put your own oxygen mask on first. Yes, you have to do that. Be Eunice, be Lois, get that oxygen mask on, mama, get your alarm set, spend the time with Jesus, and this is going to be an incredible year, and I we're really excited for you guys. Y'all have a wonderful New Year's.